This is Passionate Hope, presented by Hash Sports. Let's go. This is Major Drums to Ground Control. I'm stepping through the door. And I'm floating in a most peculiar way. And the stars look very different today. Yes, indeed, David Bowie. The stars do look different today, especially for Atlanta fans. Recapping Super Bowl 51, let's just get this out of the way. Um, I called the final score on the last podcast. Sorry about you. So, with that being said, why don't you go ahead and fire up some highlights there, BBD? You don't just win for yourself. We win for everybody today. That's why we play. They're going to hand the ball to the big back, trying to get here to the left side, and Blunt is tackled, and the ball pops out, and Atlanta's recovered with Robert Alford. They'll hand it to Freeman inside. Devontae starts out. Got him. Wide left into the end zone. He took a big leap, and Atlanta has grabbed the lead in Super Bowl 51. Point off turnover. Scott Bell. Matt going to reset throw for Hooper. He caught it. Touchdown Atlanta. Brian absolutely shot a laser in there to the rookie. Brady gets the snap from Andrews. Falcons trying to get the intercept it. Robert Alford. And he will walk into the end zone on an 81-yard pick six. Did you play any worse right now? Ryan going to throw. Here's Coleman at the five. It's a touchdown. It's a touchdown. He'll beat Nikovic to the end zone. There's too many weapons. they got too many guys to pay attention to. Go make a pay, Bill. Go make a pay. Brady fires left. Gets made by White. Dives across the goal line. Touchdown, Patriots. And maybe, just maybe, there's the one you need. A blitzer coming. And Hightower oh. gets to the quarterback. You can't Patriots. Do. Sacking Ryan and recovering at the 25. Tom throws it for Amendola. Touchdown, Patriots. Nice job, Dola. And now all of a sudden the Patriot faithful here in Houston feel like they got a chance. Brady throws down the middle for Adam. Ball tipped. And Julian diving for it. He's got it. you got to be kidding me. What a catch. Tom has it to White. Up yeah. the middle. Touchdown, Patriots. Two for the tie. Take a step. Quick throw to Amendola. Screen left. It's a tie game in Super Bowl 51. High five for everybody. Fight for the championship. Let's go to work. The first ever overtime in Super Bowl history. That play tougher, harder, tougher, everything. Brady blobs the throw toward Bennett. It's makes good. the catch. No, ball oh. is knocked away at the goal line. There's a penalty marker. Oh. Two yards from a fifth Super Bowl championship. Toss sweep right for James White. Driving forward. It's diving to the yes. goal line. It's a touchdown and a title for the Patriots. They have completed the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history.
oh boy. Was that as good for you, B Mac, as it was for me and Beamer? Uh, so how many times have you watched this game? I've watched this game. Uh, let's just kick it off. I watched this game. I've watched it seven times so far. Um, I want to go ahead and credit myself. 38, 34, 28. I called that at a minute or whatever the hell it was at the, on the last podcast. I called the exact score. So, yeah. But let's, let's get right into it. The Patriots defeat the Falcons in what is the most improbable comeback in Super Bowl history. First overtime game ever. Um, where do you want to start, Brian? Let's, let's, start, let's start with the first half and the uh, explosive Falcon offense. Okay, go ahead. I mean, one was enough for me. Could have even done without that two-minute audio clip because I just never need to see that again. And for, but to get to the first half, I mean, we were the better team. It was obvious. We were completely smoking you guys. Brady was rattled. Brady was throwing plays, throwing balls away. I've never even seen him miss like that many throws before. Uh, we had pressure on the quarterback. It was just a complete opposite game. The first two and a half quarters compared to the last quarter and a half in overtime. And that was just... I don't know what to tell you. It was just the worst loss in the history of sports. That, uh, I mean, look at my shirt, first of all. How do you like that? That's fucking ridiculous. So. And I wish I could wear one. I I honestly feel bad for you. Um, you guys had a 99.7% chance of winning that game. You're up 25 with two minutes left in the third. Uh, let's kick it over to Beamer, another fanatic, a little Patriot fanatic on the mic. Uh, when did you think we had a chance again, Brendan? Because you called me, you called, you called um, me at halftime, and we were both very, very upset. We, were, we weren't out, but we were down. We were all but out. Yeah, I w- at that point in time, I was done. I actually, I, I still cannot even believe, I can't even fathom they won that game. Every day I wake up and I have to double check the score, watch highlights, Check mm-hmm. something just to make sure that actually did happen because uh, I, I, at that point in time, I mean, what was it? Tw- well, it was 28 to, 28 to 3. Yep. And I think I was talking to you after they scored, and we were just – we were literally just straight depression. We, like, were a, we, were, we were in a bad place. Like, we have this joke in Rhode Island. You drive to the Newport Bridge and stuff goes south, and I was, like, halfway there. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. That, that – I mean, I mean, I, I just want to say, I'm sorry. Yeah, but I just, bad. I just, nobody. The one thing I hate hearing the most is that I've been there, and I know it sucks. Nobody has been here. This was. We've never had. We don't have anything to fall back on. One championship in 1995 when we should have had like five in the piece. And we have nothing to fall back on. We just blew the biggest game in American sports. How does it by feel? the biggest margin ever? All right, I got I got two questions for you. One's personal. One's more of like towards Atlanta. Atlanta fans and Atlanta as a city is going to be the butt of all the jokes from here on out. Hey, at least we're up to the Falcons and blew a biggest lead ever in the Super Bowl. <laughs> it, and it, it joined the ranks of. Of the cat, I mean the Warriors and no, I mean no. it's no, it's it's just as bad, but it's just it's in that category. 
it's 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 worse. And then it's worse. Yeah. It's worse because it's single game. The amount of time left, but it's. I don't know if that's going to be the default. No, it it, it will be. It very well could be, but who knows? I mean, and and then nobody so lost the Super Bowl after being up by ten, or being up by more than ten. Nobody's ever lost a Super Bowl up by more than ten, and we were up by twenty-five. Two hundred and fifty percent. What the fuck happened? Well, you've never you've never faced Tom Brady in a Super Bowl before. The guy's been there before. That's his seventh Super Bowl. Um, you know, we we might be all but out, but we got Brady. So whenever we have number twelve behind center, we always have a fucking chance. And did you, back, did never you catch? Uh, did you catch Muhammad Sanu? His uh, his mic on the field. Saying I did not. Patriots never Patriots never seen anyone like us before. We're gonna put up forty on him. <laughs> Gabriel's like, no, we're playing Tom Brady. He was fucking right. Why didn't we put up forty? Why didn't we put up thirty one? Is the bigger question. And let's okay. So there's so many takeaways from this game. Um, Murray, if you had to pick one play. That's actually a good question for the callers. Biggest play of the game for the Patriots, because there's so many to choose from. The, um, the Patriots literally had so many, like, must-have plays, but the play that literally went from me as, like, absolutely, like, I'm going to, like, black out and, like, not know where I am in, like, 10 minutes, It there's blood in the water, Hightower, the sack. The high, the, the strip The strip sack. The strip sack. The game that was, was it. That was like okay, like we can like we have something to watch for in this game. Like yep. after that, before that, I, think like, that I was, was down biggest, and out. I think that was literally like the biggest going back to the percentage chance or whatever. That was the biggest like statistical jump to where they like went from having literally zero percent chance, zero four percent chance, to having like a two percent chance at that point. And that was like the biggest jump in the game which I think that might have been. But the thing that it hurts the most is just that you could have won it for, for almost two quarters straight. You could have just won the game if you did anything right on any of the drives, any of them. Onside kick. You get the ball and the penalty on the 40-yard line? That's true. You and did. No one no back with one for, one for eight Falcons on third down. Yeah, and, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. And we murdered one, people all year on third. Murdered people. And they and really did. Had, every yeah. playoff game, they were converting on third down every single time. Third and 11, I third remember and one, third and five. It's just every – we converted every third down. The entire year, really. Like Matt Ryan had the most uh, yards per attempt on third down. It was like nine yards an attempt on third down. Like, I, we always completed third downs, and then we just fucking shat the bed. Yep. Yep, so d- – don't you fret. We're gonna get. We're gonna dive very, very in depth to every play of this game. Uh, let's take one of our callers. Ooh, it looks like we have Rick Von Draley. He comes crawling back. Put him through, Ben. <laughs> How we doing, Rick? What you got for me, buddy? Hey, Nick. Uh, well, uh, my prediction uh, obviously didn't come true. Uh, although at halftime, uh, I was, I was riding high. You gotta, you gotta admit that. And, uh, I was probably texting you, uh, like predicting, you know, an even 
bigger uh, defeat than I predicted you know, a few nights before on the call-in. But here's the thing. I think you guys are uh, you're circling around you know, the story, but you're not on it, okay? What's the story? Here's, here, he, okay, here's, here's the theory that I've got, okay? This is uh, the Greg Norman, Nick Faldo Masters. Greg Norman tees off on number one, leading by six, Sunday of the Masters. <coughs> Goes... <coughs> shoots um, a very solid front nine leading by five going into the back nine and totally collapses okay this is not about individual plays okay it's not about you know the Patriots playing better in the second half because it really in my opinion you know it was a little better but not much it was uh, a guy in the case of the Masters and a team in the case of the Super Bowl who they weren't prepared to win mentally. They didn't see themselves as the winners, and they couldn't close out the deal, make the plays, uh, make the shots in the last, you know, coming down the stretch in or- order to close out the deal. It's all the Falcons were a, are a better team, better athletes, faster, <laughs> strong. No, they're faster, stronger, everything. But the psyche, they're not winners yet. Okay? They will be. Okay? Mm. But they weren't winners on Sunday. And that's the difference because it's a mental thing when, you know, to close it out, to be the best, you know, in a game where you're playing against the best, the guys who have the, the mantle have the, you know, the, you know, the medal and you got to take it away from them. You got to be stronger mentally than them. And the Falcons couldn't do it. I think that is 100% right because this is, you want to point to, plenty of articles who's to blame for the loss the whole team is to blame for the loss everybody no, is to blame for the loss the entire when, team blew the game the defense did by not getting one stop ever yeah the offense right. did by not getting one first down ever i mean it's I, they, they all they all they all their muscles froze their heads froze their you know everything froze when it came down to it because they weren't prepared to win and you got to go there, okay? There, you know, there's many, many examples. You know, my team, the Broncos, okay? They went three times before they eventually got it over the top and won, you know, two Super Bowls. Uh, and they got the shit kicked out of them a couple times. You know, it's their, you know, and they were good teams. It's just you get there and, you know, it's to get it over the top of the mountain is uh, is extremely hard, but once you've been there, it's a lot easier, and it was a lot easier. Yeah. The Patriots went into the game knowing they could do it. The Falcons didn't know it. Hey, hey Rick, Mur- Mur here. Um, it's it's a good point. I, I mean, the Falcons weren't prepared to win the game, but 
you can't deny the near flawless play from Brady and the Patriots and our defense. Preach. The, the, the defense played well. I mean, the, the, the one for near seven, flawless, one for eight on third the, downs. The Sacks. near flawless, the near flawless play on the part of Brady. You know, it's, dink and dunk is easy. He, you know, that's the way he plays every game. It, that wasn't, that wasn't, it wasn't dink and dunk though. That was that. That, it, was, it was. that was not. That was not dink and dunk. There were a nope. lot of throws down. What he is this? What he does every game. Uh, Rick, let me, there was Rick, nothing let me, different. Let me ask you a question. Rick. Nothing, you, nothing different in the second half than they do every game. Rick, let me other ask you a question. Other than yards. Rick, do you believe that? Here's my thing. It, I think it was twofold. I think it was half the part of an amazing comeback, the best ever in the history of football, and possibly the biggest choke in the history of football. I think you could have both. It doesn't have to be one. It, no, no, it was no, it, it, it was choke. But it was it was a, a championship franchise knowing that if they keep playing, doing what they do, as well as they do it, you know they got a chance. That's all they can do. But they didn't change anything. I think no, they didn't. I was, no, I was just about to ask right. if anybody here, if anybody thinks that it was fifty, per, if they thought this was equal equal parts of complete collapse and equal parts of complete. A great comeback because I sure as shit look at it as a ninety percent of it was the collapse and ten percent was the comeback. What do you? I'm totally that, biased. No, no, part. exactly. No, that's exactly what happened. They weren't because they're prepared. And, and, and every every there shouldn't every have score, Every score that the Patriots made tightened up that sphincter in the you know as a collective sphincter in the you know on the Falcons. And they got tighter and tighter and couldn't make a play and made a, you know, made a, you know, pass interference, did a hole, did a whatever. It just got worse and worse and worse. You could just see it. You felt so bad for him, but you couldn't do anything about it. It's like missing putts, missing putts, dinking the, dunking a chip, you know, yanking the drive. You know, it's the same mindset. You know, you just get tighter and tighter. You want to do it, but you can't because your, your mind is is not allowing your body to do what it can do. Yeah, I mean, a, I agree with that to a point, but it's like the Patriots still have to they they have to come through. They have to make those plays when they in, the Patriots in crunch do, time. did what they always do. They don't always they come back. They, they have to come back and score. I mean, these guys are just as human. They just I, kept I, I, doing it. No, no, no. They they wouldn't have done. I mean, I, I'm not saying there wasn't a great comeback. Okay. They just kept doing what they always do, okay? But they knew they could do it. The Falcons doubted themselves. And the, yeah, it's the, it's no the total that. psyche. It's the total psyche of the game changed when the Patriots, uh, you, know, uh, started, you know, started executing slightly better. But they didn't do anything great. They just kept doing what they do. Yeah, and um, I think the Falcons were playing not to lose. And not playing to win. I think that's what it comes down Story to. Story of my life. <laughs> but um, but hey, Rick, Rick, dude, I love, I love you calling back in, man. It must, it takes a lot for you to come crawling back with your tail between your legs. <laughs> but well, I, you've you probably know, noticed there's no tail between my legs because I turned it around. That's true. Yeah, that's true. It was a spin zone. Oh, spin zone! Like I've never seen it, before. It was. It, it was a great call, though. First half, I thought I was gonna have to call up RVD and apologize for. Uh, yeah. 
saying he's wrong in the last podcast. And Rick, I love you guys. Let, Rick, before I let you go, I want to make, I want to let the viewers know. Uh, Rick shot a 33 on the back nine of St. Andrews this past year, and that itself is a phenomenal feat. So, Rick, you're holding your head high regardless. Of that. <laughs> it's the Thank you. Well, I was, I, you know, BVD led me around. Okay, he, he, you know, I was, I was a blind man, you know, being led by, uh, uh, you know, a man with sight. You know, I, I just <laughs> did what he told me. I just did what he told me to do. Uh, as any good father would, Rick, man, we love you, D. I'm gonna plan a trip out to Tulsa. Let's play, uh, let's play, um, let's play uh, Valhalla or not Valhalla. Let's play the Patriot or let's play um, Southern, Southern Hills. Hills. Southern, yeah, okay. Southern Hills. Yeah, but Rick, you have a great there night, we... sir. We'll, we'll we'll talk to you soon. Love you guys. You too, Thanks, Rick. Rick. All right, give me give me at least a minute here on that Falcons blowing it point. Which, okay, go ahead, man. I mean, really, I will 100. percent the Patriots made every play they needed to, every one. And so it's probably not 90-10 Falcons collapse. I 100% think it's more of a Falcons collapse than it is a Patriots comeback that ended up winning this game because there shouldn't have been opportunity. We okay, B, uh, uh, B-Mac, yeah. B let, let me ask you this. Could anyone but Tom Brady have done that? I know, like, what, I don't think so. The Falcons weren't – so. let's just we'll, – we'll, we'll say the Falcons – weren't ready to win the Super Bowl. Could anyone have even remotely done what the Patriots and Tom Brady did? I don't think so. I really don't think – I don't know like, anybody we'll, if anybody we'll, could have we'll done that. We'll take that fact that but, they weren't ready to win, but – Yeah. I really don't think anybody – I don't think the Patriots or Tom Brady, I don't think anybody other than them would have come back and won that game. I mean, but they also – there should have been no chance. We started the dink and dunk stuff. RVD's talking about is actually has truth to it. It's not how he started whipping I mean, shots deep down the field. He was hitting people for seven yards. We were backed off of him. We were playing not to lose, like you said, Zulo. We were backed yeah. off of him by five, six yards. When we all we were doing before was just bump and run man to man. That was it. We were all up in everybody's face, getting a little bit of pressure, and then we start backing off of him, and everyone's wide open, and everyone's. Making and Edelman's doing what he does, which is catch the ball and run for six or seven minutes after the catch. And I mean, it's just we if you we take one drive away, we take we finish a drive when we're on the twenty-two yard line with points. Finish a drive when you're on the two yard line with points, and I, I just don't even think Tom Brady and the Patriots can come back from down ten with two two and a half minutes left. Yeah, but here's the thing: probably could have. They came back because they're the greatest team ever, the best quarterback ever to play football, the best football player ever to play the game. Mac, have saw... you ever – oh, sorry, Zoo. No, no, I'm done. Okay. Well, I was going to say, if you ever you know, build up the, the courage to watch that game, you have to see some of these throws that Brady was making. Yep. They were all on the money. He made every, he made every single fucking play. Like Chris Hogan, third and eleven. Down, yeah. It was actually ended up being a 25-yard throw. Malcolm Mitchell, um, Martellus Bennett, Mitchell, um, Hogan in overtime. Amendola, Amendola in overtime. Amendola, uh, Amendola, and Mitchell were our biggest play, our biggest playmakers down the stretch. Um, so yeah, the, the Edelman throw was the worst throw. The Edelman uh, drop, oh, like amazing catch, was probably Brady's worst throw of the second half. Yeah, and up completed ones at least. And it's still just. 
went your way. Julio made the catch. He made the game one catch to win the Super Bowl. I said it earlier. I had I was ready. I had the, I, I was going to blow it up, make a poster, fathead, sleep under it every night. Yep. And so, then just fucking sack holding, holding. If I never hear the words holding again, I let's go back. Die let's a go happy back man. First and ten after that catch, Devin McCourty comes up from the secondary, makes an amazing play in the backfield on Devontae, which tackle. caused them, which made them want to throw. Yep, it made them want to throw, but that's that's just that's still they a, shouldn't a, have thrown. But that was the play field. that made them say, "Oh, we should probably throw." But that's the thing for, is, you're, for uh, no I mean, good all you reason. Do is run. All you, there is no good reason. All you, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The yardage doesn't matter at that point. The only thing that matters is the clock and having two scores. With they don't have enough time to score twice. I did. That's all that mattered at that point. And he and we fucking dropped back to pass. Matthew's got holding on a run play anyway early on in the quarter, so it doesn't really matter. We were going to find a way. Yeah. Yep. I mean, if if you'd kick three there, I mean, game is – I would say it went back to around 99 Nine. point whatever percent. Let's, yep. uh, let's get Colin up here. Oh, Colin, what's going on, brother? Welcome to the winner's circle. Boys. Boys, boys, boys. What's going on? What's up, Carl? What's up, buddy? Talk to me. Dude, not so much. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm over here. Um, I'm actually taking notes on Rick's call because, you know, I, I love RVD more than more than anyone. Let's be honest. We all do. But, um, you know, I came in with my own, you know, little set of things I wanted to add to what I think is the greatest Super Bowl ever. Okay. But um, first off, you know, before we even dive into it, Zula, was that you that coughed like you've been smoking Pall Malls for 25 years? <laughs> no, that was Rick, dude. Rick's been, getting, Rick's been hitting that pipe a little too hard, I think. Yeah, Rick. Rick, if you're listening, you can call back in. We're here, we're here for you, buddy. We're here for you, Rick. <laughs> he, did um, say he, was, and he did say he was following Ben around, so God knows. Okay, yeah, well, that makes sense. That makes sense. What, Ben's, Ben's running a, uh, a, a, a 40 in, like, six flat? Okay, all right. So, uh... <laughs> Let's also say here, any man that can just do golf comparisons to every aspect of life has my respect. So, Rick, the tip of the cap to you, my friend. Hey, Colin, um, this isn't a call to fucking praise Rick, okay? It's to praise No, no, I'm about, well, I'm, I'm <laughs> praising him because I am about to rip his argument to shreds Let's and go. then leave the papers on the floor. Because that's what we do here. Am I right, boys? That's uh, exactly right, Cologne. Look, his main point was you guys are missing the story. And look, BMAC, you're in a tough spot. You you are going against two diehard mass holes, even though they're not from Massachusetts. Hey, I'm say. closer to Foxborough than most of than Boston. We're, okay. we're closer well, to Foxborough. Hey, you know, hey, tomato, tomato. Um, he, he said they're missing the story. They're they're not prepared. You know, that that was the main thing. They're immature. They're winners yet preparation uh you know it, it is a young team you do have a lot of vets on there in my personal opinion it, i do want to raise one point my bucks went there once and they won it once and they won it convincingly so you know the preparation thing i mean that, that's one argument but I, I think you have to say destiny was a very big point i mean we we all remember every single one of us uh remember watching that in the fourth quarter those of us that stayed awake which you're an idiot if you went to sleep, but 
that that was the most amazing. And BMAC, I'm sorry, that was the most amazing Super Bowl that you could ever ask for. And I, I think, you know, there was preparation, but maybe lack thereof. But that was destiny, and you can't take away from destiny. The, the stars align somewhere, and Zulo, dude, just tuck it away, man. Tuck that, tuck that heart on away because, you know. I, I got to respect you, but, you know, at the same time, it was destiny. I mean, oh, we've seen I, a lot of so Brady solid. magic in our day. And, and Colin, I, was... I, couldn't, I couldn't agree more, Colin. And the fact that you tied the Bucks into your argument is amazing. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't see that coming, but I love it. Um, well, hey, he, he said, he said, look, it took my Broncos enough. Look, you can do it. You can be the best team, and you can show up there and win by – I mean, it can happen. It can happen. But it didn't happen. No, it true, didn't happen. True word never been spoken, Zulo. It sure yeah, as well, shit didn't happen. And, and here's my thing, Colin. Stop taking the back while you Colin, can. As a, Colin, as a Reb, I mean, I've seen, I've seen them all. I've seen them all. I've seen the worst that anyone's ever seen. And this one is the one. This one hurts more than anything I've ever seen before. BMAC, you might be the biggest loser I've ever met. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean that, I mean that in all sincerity. I wish I, I – like, we won that World <laughs> Series in 95. How long can you hold on to that? <laughs> <laughs> Got to go away hey, man, at some my, point, my, right? My, my family, my Cleveland family, still not over that one. I'll be honest with you. I mean, you had Fuck Albert em. Bell. Don't even get me started. Don't even get me started about that. That's a whole other podcast. We could just go throwback games from the late 90s. That, that'd be great. But, you know. There's, it, another, there's another sad story. We, and, and, yeah, for me. And, Colin, here's my thing. Um, can you're, you're, more of, you're, on the, you're more of the school of thought that, you know, you do – Come to the fact that Brady's the best ever, and Brady's not going anywhere. People, he is the best for a reason. This is what we expect. We expect greatness, and this is what happens. Okay, BMAC, you just were part of the sad fucking you know footnotes on history that that just proves that Brady defies logic, defies physics, defies gravity. Um, speaking of that fifteen yard run he had, he is the best, and he's a winner through and through. Something Atlanta hasn't seen in over two decades. Okay, so I think it's done. the Brady argument's done. Okay, is, they're, recre- they're recreating the dynasty. Is this for is this for Bback or who are you posing this to? Yeah, I'm just kind of curious because I would love I would love to jump in. There's on no this question. There's no conversation at all. <laughs> it's just, it's just, literally just Zula riding the high from Sunday. That's oh, true. Zula, I, Zula, I will say this, man. You you know you know me and you know how I feel about Tom. Um, you know I, I hated him, and then I found this I found this this five to six year process of Tom Brady for me. And and you actually probably heard it. Like if if I didn't know you a little bit, um, you know it may it may have may have evolved a little quicker. But you, it, hatred turns into respect. And then as a fan, you know, who, who had no allegiance one way or the other for me as an outsider, it turned into this just all-out love for the F-U attitude. And then the culminate the way that it did is just you couldn't write it any better. 
Like, no movie script could have done any of this any justice. Like, honestly, like, and I'm not just, I'm not just saying this, um, you know, for, for the sake of uh, the, the two Pats fans on the other end, but, you know, for a Buccaneers fan, it, you know, and I'm sure there's plenty of other fans out there who, who are afraid to admit it, but you, you got to be honest, like, that entire thing, like, wouldn't you dream of the Rebs pulling that, Shea Patterson doing that, or I, I would love to see Jameis Winston do that in a September game at 1 o'clock in the afternoon when it's blacked out in Tampa. You know, I'm going to cut you off right. Th- I'm going to cut you off right there and let you know you can let that Rebs dream just fade away because I am a yeah. fan of the Rebs. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, let's guys. Not even get started there. I think this is a Super Bowl dedicated podcast, clearly. But but no, it's um, if people aren't out there, aren't giving credit when credit's due to Tom Brady in this, then then you know I think they really need to go back. And as much as it pains certain people, but they they literally need to just watch the fourth quarter. You need to just watch the fourth quarter. And Murray raised a great point as his worst pass in the second half was the miraculous catch, which is going to what you, is what kids in New England will watch one day. You know, it's what it's the David Tyree type play. It's something that's going to go down in history. And you cannot, as much as you hate the guy, if you just say you hate him and screw him and you come up with excuses, that, that's complete immature, you know, argument. You have to throw credit when credit's due, and, and that man, he should have been the MVP in my personal opinion. And um, you want to talk about just just guts. I mean, that's a, that's a gutsy mofo right there, and, that, and that's something that, that was very impressive. And, um, you know, the, the evolution for me as an outside fan of Tom Brady has gone from jealousy, hatred, to respect, to holy crap, that guy's kind of the man. And um, – I think there's a lot of people out there, and if they don't admit it, they feel the same way. I thought thought the same thing. I thought that Tom Brady won over a lot of people in that game. Like, people that have hated him in the past, I think that people are just – it's like the, you know, the – like Derek Jeter, like, or as a Red Sox fan, like, you know, you hate a Jeter, but then, like, at the end, you're just like, God damn it, I respect the hell out of this guy. He's, He's incredible. Um, but not to that extent, obviously, because Tom, there's no better athlete. I think he surpassed Jordan. I'm going to be honest. Colin, dude, love the call, brother. Thanks for calling in, man. Uh, we'll talk to you soon, brother. Hey, keep up the good work. See you, boys. Yes, sir. So, so, um, yes, let's, 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 let's go in a little deeper on that point. Um, I have, I actually have a, I have actually have a question for you. Um, go ahead, guys. What do you think? Where do you think this team ranks overall, just talent in general, compared to the other Patriots Super Bowl wins and loss, winning and losing teams? I guess. Okay. Think let me the, go, this let me, is the best one, or would you put the? I put. I think um, the '07 team was the most talented team we've. Had. I, I I think I think so too. I think I mean that's kind of obvious. They were undefeated during. I think. In that game, Brady was a little hurt. Well, like he was more hurt than he had ever been in a Super Bowl in that game. And I just think that was the most talented team um, as far as winners go. Um, this one and the last one were both. I mean, oh, they're all so good. They're all. I mean, I would say the one was probably the the worst yep. talent. I'm. Uh, I yeah, mean, we had- I'm gonna, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, oh, well, Stop we pushing are, me, Andrew. Our, our oh, three and oh, four, we're, we're, we're good, too. Um, but I think the last, I think, I think the other, um, 2014, I would say has like the slight edge and then this one following, but my mind might be cloudy with W's and rings. And, 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 and when, and when you, when you, when you get to five Super Bowl championships, five rings, it's kind of like pick your poison. I mean, I, I'm going to, I mean, we can't even. It's like tomato, tomato. It's, yeah, like, it's like trying to pick your favorite kid. Like, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. And the, and the common denominator is Tom Brady. The guy has done it with different teams every time he's won. And, that and is Belichick, just, obviously. I mean, they have, they've won different ways with the same ways, too. Yeah, every it's, time. It's like, Brian, yeah. I wish, Brian, I wish you could have, like, um, a baseline to go off of. Like, maybe you win one. You could, you know, know what we're talking <laughs> oh about. God. But like I mean, after you after you win five, like I don't want to say we come to expect it, but I mean at this point you have every, said that a thousand times. What do you mean you don't want to say that? I want to say it. I just want to. I want to lighten the blow. To you. I want to lighten the blow. To you. It's like it's like this is Murray, where you're gonna lighten the blow. It's like me and Murray. It's like it's all preseason until the AFC Championship game, and and even that game is just played. Just you know, it's just kind of like. Kind of a practice game. It's like, all right, let's get, let's get the guys warm. Let's get Brady. Dude, don't up. pretend like we don't pretend like every game's a Super Bowl. That uh, that just true. that just you just took the Patriot fanatics group chat and really just threw it under the bus because we treat every game like we're playing the Super Bowl. Yeah, but I'm I'm putting I'm putting a, uh, I'm just putting like a, like a an, you know a, a, a character. A, I'm a it's a personality. It's like come on. It's like I don't know. When this ride is going to end, when this wave is going to crash, but I'll be honest, this game in the last 20 years of my life will carry me till I die. And I know Murray feels the same way, but it's kind of like what Bill Belichick said. Yeah, it was a great game, but in reality, we're five weeks behind every other team for the 2017 season. You know? I, I, I honestly can't help but to think already to next year, it's it's a sickness. Yeah, you're telling me. Yeah, and like Brian, I mean, I, <laughs> um, I hope. I sorry, hope Mac, I know that you're. I, I, I hope I know. <laughs> they're probably no one that thinks that more than you right now. And and I do hope for Atlanta's sake they don't fall into the Carolina Panthers, um, trap or uh, you know a Super Bowl hangover. Oh, uh, the Super Bowl hangover where they don't yeah, make the playoffs next year. Because that was a thing I mean, for a while. It's gonna happen to. Sorry, B Mac. Yeah, sorry, it's so uh, it's so it's so fresh. You don't know what to think, but yeah. it's you know losing two coordinators, both yeah, a couple That's days after, a little bit. I mean, I it doesn't raise confidence. Although Shanahan really should have run the ball one time. So that go die yeah, in San Francisco. All right, let's go. Uh, let's go over <laughs> to my boy. Fire. Let's go over to my boy JC, aka the Scatman, aka Scatman Jones. Kavanaugh, come on down. Oh no way! Is this live right now? Oh, hey Jordan. Jesus H, Cav. Oh wow! It's good to hear your voice. Good goodness gracious, B Mac. Never thought I'd hear from you again, man. <laughs> may not. Honestly, you may not at the rate of this podcast. <laughs> Hey, just 
just fucking with you, brother. All right, so for, first and foremost, how are the Redskins going to finish next year? <laughs> Can you cut, who is this guy? Can we cut him off the air? <laughs> Seriously. Let, 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 let's talk something relevant. Are, are we going to sign Kirk Cousins? Like, do you have anything for me? Kavanaugh, like, put the bottle what? down. No, the bo- the bottle is uh, the bottle's up. Cav, let's talk about the uh, let's talk about the matter at hand here. What do you think? Oh, for the, God's sake! The, what did Kavanaugh? Kavanaugh, you know this is coming, Jordan. You owe me this, goddammit. What do you think? The you biggest want to even inter- entertain one or two Redskins questions? That's unbelievable. I, right. Jordan, Jordan, I might, I might later on, but let's go. Give me your perspective. What was the biggest turning point in this Super Bowl Fifty One? Well, obviously, it was the poor. First of all, the Falcons burned their timeouts way too early in the second half. They, you know, they thought it was a foregone conclusion they they were going to win. And to be honest with you, I myself thought the lead was insurmountable. I really did. Um, I, I, you know, I had the Pat sold out. And, and Zulo and, and BMAC, you don't know her, but Zoo does. I'm dating a girl who's a huge Pat, Patriots fan. Oh, what's up, Kayla? So, what a babe. Yeah, so, so check this out. Zoo, dude, Kayla's so confident. It's like the third quarter. And she bets me. She goes, "I'll I'll give you two hundred dollars if uh, if the Pats lose, and you owe me four hundred if they win." And I'm like, "What? What the fuck? Are you crazy? Like, it didn't make sense." Is she and, single uh, so or not? Huh? Can you give her my number? Because I think I love this girl. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure you would. Are, are you not still dating old girl? No. I am Jordan. I'm just saying. I I mean, this girl, uh, her com- her confidence <laughs> kind of her confidence kind of transcends New England. I I love it. You you like to get a few on deck, so to speak. But yeah. yeah. So, so anyway, she took she ended up taking money from me. But um, man, I mean, I I got to be honest. At the end of the day, I want Brady to win a Super Bowl on his fucking own. Meaning, I want him to throw a winning pass. I want him to run for a winning score. I don't want James White to score every time. I don't want Anna, Anna, Adam Vinatieri to kick the game-winning field goal. I, I, I'd oh, love to see trust me. Whether it looks like he did it or not, that was all him. Kavanaugh, I couldn't the ball from the two-yard line. And Jordan, I couldn't. I love you, but I couldn't disagree more because he orchestrated 10 for 10 on the last drive to win the game against Seattle, and he had one incomplete pass in the fourth quarter to complete the biggest comeback ever against Atlanta. So, I mean, whether the last play comes down to a Brady pass, a Brady run, a James White run, an Adam Vinatieri kick, I mean, it's 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 all – who gives a shit, dude? It's all great. Dude, he's, all right. Granted, he's five for seven, but all of those five he's won, he's never scored a game-winning touchdown. Oh, ever. my God. You, uh, uh, Kavanaugh, you've got to watch these highlights. He drives them down the field with hey. no time left. 
In the first, in the first two. That's speaking to me right now, but you know what? I, I got news for you. I'm going to play devil's advocate because that's what I am to a certain degree. And Joe Montana <laughs> okay. has thrown for game-winning touchdowns, whereas Tom Brady hasn't. Joe Montana has four. Brady has five. So it's irrefutable that, you know, Brady's kind of got to be considered the, the acronym we call the GOAT. Yeah. But did you go watch NFL Network of the Super Kevin, Bowl? Kevin, I'm going I'm, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to send you a link to NFL Network. You watch the last five, then come call back. All right, bud? Yeah, let, let me go. I, I think this is a little too. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, Jordan. Hot, uh, hot take. Hot take. Real uh, hot take. Club's going up on a Wednesday over there in D.C. Uh, Kavanaugh, I'm not going to lie. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about because <laughs> if you don't think Tom Brady won those games, you've got to be out of your goddamn mind. you got to be out of your goddamn mind. <laughs> Tom, Brady, Tom Brady won the game. <laughs> Tom Brady was all him the whole time. The and whole t- It was always him. It was just him. He touched the ball on every play. Don't think we watched any of the same Super Bowls as him. Yeah. So, um, all right. Let's let, let's let's get back to the matter at hand. Um, to answer Jordan's point, the Redskins um are probably like the 14th best team in the NFL. They might make the playoffs next year. Probably not. <laughs> but I mean, let's get real. That's not the storyline here. The storyline is drive for five, one for the thumb, the goat. And um, yeah. So Brian, I wanna I wanna take it back. I wanna take it back a step. I thought me and Murray talked, and we were both both very we were in a very dark place. Murray was, I mean, I think the kid was in the bathtub with the hair dryer on, so to speak. But I said, hey man, if they get a stop, you know, they kick it off in the start of the third. They get a stop, they score. We're in business. They got a stop. They were driving. Ended up the drive got stalled. They had a punt. Atlanta comes back, scores, makes it twenty-eight to three. And that that na- that final nail in the coffin was all but hammered down. Um, take me through your mindset after after that they punted and then we punted and then you guys drove down the field and scored. I mean, when we scored, it was it was over. It was, I mean, there's no. It's twenty eight to three. Nobody has stopped this offense in a couple of months. I mean, there is just no way that we lose that game. And then. You just never realize how much time is left on the clock until you're in that situation and how slow the clock moves. And I thought Cav brought up a point there with the timeouts. I don't know where where that seeped into his. But that was his. That it we, was his only. That, that was, was a good point. Only, that was his only coherent thought, honestly. Well, we I actually. And I remember. I, I told. I, to told say, Juzuo, I told Juzuo that I. I remember the first time we called the first timeout with like twelve or thirteen minutes left in the third quarter. That was the first timeout we called because we just weren't set. And I remember I turned to my buddy Pat, and it was um, it was like it was twenty eight to three at that point. I turned to my buddy Pat, and I was like, "Well, nobody's ever needed a timeout at the end of the Super Bowl." And what do you know? We get down to the another timeout. We challenge the catch uh, that Edelman made and burn the last timeout. Then we get the ball with fifty seven seconds. It's a tie ball game, and Matt Ryan. I've seen Matt Ryan make that try tie ball game inside his own twenty get in field goal range for where Matt Bryant kicks it. 
but I mean, with 57 I, seconds and the the way you've already given up 25 points, I mean, how are you how are you supposed to go out there with any confidence at all that you're not just going to go throw a pick six and lose this game right here? I think you're I think you're um, I don't think you're giving enough respect to the point that uh, Matt Ryan's uh, mic and his helmet cut off. They had to burn a timeout for that. And I don't care what you say after that first timeout or even the second timeout. You didn't think you would have needed those. You didn't think you needed those timeouts. Don't lie to me. Oh, no. I I mean, I, but that was the supreme Ole Miss and Atlanta fan where it was just like, why? Which is not. You didn't like it, but you were so happy at the time that you just didn't care. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's another one of those things where you look back and it's like okay, you know, and, and you like you're kind of like you're so like you don't you're so happy that like, and each you just kind of like laugh. It's just off. each play, each play that keeps going, each play that keeps going. You're just sitting there thinking, all right, I hope this isn't the play that we remember forever as a turning point, and none of them really were because all of them were. Yeah, yeah, and so let's um let, all right before I go to my next point, let's go ahead and take uh our next caller, Robo. Um, Robo, you might get hung up on if you piss me off enough, but go ahead. Am I on? How we doing there, Robo? Good to see you, buddy. Good, good to talk to you, actually. What's going on? How you doing, How you doing man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Not um, as good as me. Yeah. yeah, definitely not as good as you. Better than yeah. me. So, Robo, before, <sighs> yeah, before, definitely Robo, better than you. before you get into it, Robo, let me ask you two questions to kick it off. Give me the okay. give me the one give me the one play um for the for the uh Falcons that you thought the game was was um over. And then give me the one play on the Pack side where you thought we had a chance and could make a comeback. Okay, so um I think there were really two plays where that sealed the Falcons fate. I think uh um Devontae Freeman not picking up Dante Hightower on the blitz with about nine minutes to go, um, on third and one. And uh he just he just like, you know, just allayed him into the into the quarterback recovered by the Pats. Pardon? Did you didn't see him. Looked at, watched that a couple times. Hey, what's mm-hmm. up, Robo? Yeah. Mer. Um, yeah, Robo, he never saw him. Uh, I mean, he could have got – I mean, dude, that was and how, do, and how do you not how do you not see him? That's your fucking responsibility. You're that's, absolutely right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I heard I heard uh, um, Bill Barnwell, a uh, respected writer at ESPN, and somebody I follow his work pretty closely. He's a pretty smart football mind. And uh, he said that the whole week leading up to practice that, that they had run that play perfectly and that Devontae Freeman was picking up that outside rusher every single time. And then he uh, put a little gif in his story uh, where even a halfway decent throw would have, would have been a touchdown. I think it was Taylor Gabriel streaking down the sideline. I'll, uh, I'll link that, that uh, article to y'all in a little bit. So I think that was number one because that, uh, you know, okay. So sure. He takes a sack there. I mean, that sucks and everything, but they're punting and, you know, bare minimum, they're probably pass are probably going to have to go 70 yards. Instead, they have to go 30 yards short field and then they get the two point conversion. I, I think once they got that two point conversion, that, uh, the the Kevin Falk James White play I think that was really like um, a turning moment for for the Patriots and I really think that um, 
most of the the players on their sideline uh, really believe. Actually, you know what you said. When do I think the, the when did I think the Patriots were going to win? And when do I when did I think that the the Falcons the doubt started seeping into their mind? I think that was actually the same play because they showed a sideline shot of, of Brady getting his helmet right after that play. And, yep. uh, and, and you could just tell the fire he had and, and those guys were going to rally around him and, and, and his, his refusal to lose is just so, so legendary. You know, it is like Michael Jordan in a way, even though I disagree with, uh, with Murray's comment earlier about how um, Brady surpassed, Jordan is the best athlete of all time. I still think it's Jordan just because basketball is more of a team. Uh, basketball is more of a individuals make big time plays and football, you know, you have to have, I mean, Brady doesn't play defense, does he? We'll get he into this well, another time, Robo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do what? I, I don't hate, I, I don't I hate we'll, your, we'll get, I mean, obviously as a pass fan, I'm going to say that. And they're, I don't, I don't pretty, think pretty close. But. I don't think basketball is more of a team sport, and in my opinion, no, no, my, no, 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 basketball is more of an individual sport. Yeah, that's, yeah. So, and in yes. my opinion, yes. Robo, Robo, before I let you go here, I think the biggest play, um, besides Jake Matthews having an amazing hold for us, I think was Trey Flowers with that unbelievable sack to kick him out of field goal range. I mean, that yeah. does go hand. That was an amazing sack. That was his pure strength mm-hmm. off the edge, and he took that him down. That was my second one. Yep, he took him down with one arm, and that was a huge turning point. At a field goal range, they got to punt the ball. We're gonna have the ball with three plus minutes left and two timeouts with a chance to tie the game. So, and this so, is why I look at this and you say that I mean. That's it's why it hurts so much is because you say, what is the turning point? And I don't know if anybody said the same play twice. There's 25 different plays you can point to where we blow it. And all right, Brian, Brian. All right. So I know you're very sour and you, and I know I read an article that there was 16 plays, one, six, 16 that had to go exactly the Patriots way for us to win that game. I know oh, I read say, that. I know you said that the Falcons lost it on a bunch of plays. What, what, what was the one play in your mind after the game's all said and done, the one play the Falcons made or didn't make that, that sealed their fate or fucked them over? Julio Jones made the catch that won the Super Bowl. Julio Jones, the best player on the field, besides Tom fucking Brady, made you. the best goddamn catch I've ever seen. On strict skill, too. There was no luck involved in any of that. The guy jumped up over Patrick Chung. Chung was was, all over him. And he jumped up, makes the fucking, he makes the catch, taps those two feet in bounds, and you, I look up and see him, I go, all right, we have, this, this is it. We, we finally have the fucking guy who's ready to step up and make a goddamn play to win the Super Bowl. And he did it. And And, then we, and then we don't run the ball get pushed out of field goal range and can't ice the game. And as bad as bad as the coaching display that was, Julio Jones didn't make the play to win the Super Bowl. He made a great play that will go down as the most irrelevant catch of all time. I'm asking you a question. What was the play? Was it the Jake Matthews hold? Was it the sack? Was it the strip sack? 
was it was all of them. That's what I'm saying. It was all of there was no one play. It was all of them because any of them iced the game. Any of if them. you if you could take one we, play, we kick a field we kick a field goal. We kick a field goal after we get the onside kick. So okay, so I so, mean anything. So, okay, so I'm I'm asking you if you could take one play out of that game, was it the Trey Flowers sack? Because then they're still in field goal range. What is the play? The one play that you could take out of the game that you think you could win it? I mean, yeah, it was probably the sack, but the problem was it was just run the ball. I'm actually yeah. – if if I'm a Falcons fan, I think the play that I'm taking back is the Amendola fourth and two. Um, that one was – down 28 to nine. That was it that wasn't was, like it wasn't like a crazy play, but like if they don't make that play, the game's over. Well, yeah, but that wasn't that wasn't something Atlanta could have done. That was just like that was one of the sixteen plays that we had to have. Well, that, that well, you just said well. The question was, yeah, if you okay. could take one play out of the game. No, I meant yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm yeah. Okay, I guess my, I mixed my words up, but yeah, that was one of the plays where fuck, man. Like if you don't have that, the game's over. That was like yeah. If they don't get that, or, or how about or how about this? This doesn't have anything to do with it. Malcolm Mitchell making a catch on third and ten and turning around and almost college ruling the ball into the ground. Yep. Did you see that, BMAC? Yeah, that was. I mean, that was the play. That was the every. I told Zula earlier. It was every every play was just well. I of needed could have done without that one. Well, and he. And he made the play, and we, like, and the other thing I was saying was the, uh, all the penalties, the holding penalties on Matthews, the two holding penalties on Matthews. Those were. The defensive holding penalties. Yeah. The, the, the um, pass interference on Martellus. Were they were all, all these, they were all penalties, too. It's not like, and, they weren't, yep. they weren't cheapos. They, they were the only the, the only penalty I didn't like was the Marty and I like in the Super Bowl. I mean, it, I guess I don't it's know. It's a penalty. It was since the beginning of time. Since the beginning of time, if the guy doesn't turn around and look at the ball, almost no matter what, they're going to throw the flag. And you know, knowing I, that, I mean, I didn't it, care. Didn't really the time. Around, so. I, cared. I don't care if it's a preseason game or the Super Bowl. That ball is a back shoulder fade. He he should have caught the ball regardless, but he had his arm draped around him, and that's a penalty, dude. That's the fucking. He hit it before rules. the ball got there. That's I mean, the rules. I didn't make them. Yeah, I thought they were. I thought they were all penalties. I didn't. I didn't really see anything. I didn't really see honestly anything in the game that was a bad call. Maybe one of the yeah. best officiated games I've ever fucking seen. Agreed. And before I get to my next hot take, let's uh let's go over to the phones. Let's uh let's take our boy Mikey. Mikey, buddy, uh, I know it's been. I know you've seen uh, better days, man. Talk to me, Mikey. How are hey, you doing, buddy? Hey, uh, Mac. Oh man, that voice just says it all. The sound of defeat. <laughs> oh, Zulu. I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't know. What do y'all want to talk about? You have you've covered pretty much everything. Let's fucking okay. Talk about I wanna, something, Mikey. I want to talk about. I want to talk about your state of mind in the first half. And then the second half. Let's run through it. You, you and your boys are watching the game. You're getting all tuned up. You're having a blast down there in the dirty. Um, how good were you feeling that first half of football? Uh, you, that first half is the first half. You can, you know, you 
Tom Brady and the Patriots could have came out and scored 45 in the second half, and you know it would have been normal. So um, you you gotta you gotta play you gotta win both halves in the Super Bowl. Actually, I I feel like oh, you gotta win I mean, both. I mean, you can you can lose the first half and come back and win the second, but in our situation, we needed to win both halves to win that game. And, I agree, uh, Mikey. I agree, and I I uh, I know hindsight's 2020, but. I know after that pick six, you were riding pretty high. Man, yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. But that was a Tom Brady mistake, and when he makes that mistake, then he gets into laser focus mode, and laser focus mode equals him just doing his thing, laser focus. That's what they did, and uh, you know who I – Matt Ryan should the best. But let's let's yep. go out there and say Matt Ryan should bet. He did. Let's call, let's there's call, no let's doubt about it. If you told me that we would only have one third down conversion, I'd say there's no way in hell you can win a Super Bowl with one third down conversion. No way in hell. It's impossible to do. No way in hell. So we were winning. We were up with the points, but we were down with the stats. And y'all that is- knew that and took advantage of that. And we, like you said, we played not to lose the game. You watch Matt Ryan on the sideline. He's looking up at the clock looking up, saying, man, tick away, tick away, tick away. Tom Brady's sitting there going through his, you know, so looking at the tablet, saying, how are we going to score again? How are we going to score again? What are we going to do again? Yeah. Matt Ryan waving his arms as if Edelman didn't catch the ball, just yeah. hoping. Yeah. And, Mikey, where was the turning point in the second half for you? What play or what score did you think, oh, fuck, this is a game again, and we might be in trouble? Um, I, I like – that that fourth and two, that that was that one that one scared me. What was that it? Amadol Amadol? fourth and two? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, and that was actually when that happened. The game is still kind of. Yeah, it was still like looking real good for the Falcons. I think that twenty eight twelve. I think that field goal to make it. I think that field goal to make it twenty eight twelve was a point where you look up and you go, well, there's like nine minutes left, and they're only down two scores. I'll get a near impossible two scores to get because you have to get two two-point conversions. That's where you're sitting there going, all right, well, this game's flat out not over, obviously. All we need to do is make a play at some point to win it. Agreed. And and it comes down to the Falcons didn't make the championship play. They didn't make the big first down. They didn't have – they got outscored. I think people overshadow the fact. They got outscored 31 to nothing in the second half. Yeah, the absolutely. Highest the the best offense in the league, the best. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. Thir- they went on a thirty-one-zero run in the second half, but they got sc- outscored thirty-one to yeah. seven. Nineteen okay. points, right? Yeah, you're right. They scored that a touchdown. Yeah. So, Mikey, I want to one, one more question for you. Um, Julio Jones played out of his mind. I think you can't. You can, none of the blame. If it goes to anyone, the Falcons, it's not. No, 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 no. Let me stop you right there. Julio only got targeted four times. I said he going in eight eight times with a touchdown, and then uh, I think we're uh, looking pretty good. We needed Julio in the end zone in that game for morale boost just because he needed to score a touchdown in that game. Really, he did. He didn't – four targets, four great catches. But, Mikey, but they had – got to get in the had, end zone. They had bracket coverage over him all game, and that opened up Gabriel. Yeah, he opened it up for Hooper and – 
Gabriel, Gabriel had some huge catches there, dude. I mean, and so yeah. you had some big catches. And if if they're not double cover, if they're not double coveraging, um, Julio, if they're not playing that bracket defense against him, I mean, that freed up the other players. And I mean, I, I think you have to like a player like Julio Jones is kind of like a a dominant D end. You double team him, you're gonna open up a sack lane for somebody else on the team. I think the biggest it, issue is I'm four trying targets. to find ways to analyze this game, and it's it's hard. It's are hard. You, are you, you just in, don't want to think hard. about it? Are you like? Are I you remember in, that. Uh, yeah, and hey, Mikey, I know we have five championships, which is nice, but we, me and Murray and the Pats fanatics, we still, we still think about 07 um, and the helmet catch because these things, as Murray said earlier in the week, um, time heals all all wounds except a Super Bowl loss. And especially one like this, when they had a 99.7% chance to win the game. It's the worst. It's the worst loss in the history of in sports, in my opinion. Yeah, it has to yeah, be. That's right? what I. That's what I was saying earlier. There is no. You can't. Does it ha- I, I know that. Bring me, bring me another loss that, that you way, think is worse. Um, I'm trying to say shit. I mean, when this. I mean, when y'all picked the Seahawks off, I guess that's kind of close. But they won the Super Bowl like the year before. That was different because Seattle won it before, and we were all but out. And that was kind of like – that was the same but different. I mean, we won that game, and the Falcons, they couldn't, they couldn't put us away. Like, they were – they needed one, essentially one score in the second half. Or after they scored that touchdown early in the third, they needed one more score to put us away for good. And they or a field goal. <laughs> yeah, well, a score, yeah. Yeah, but, but hey, Mikey, man, we're just anyway, a good Zulo. long drive. No, I got something for you, Zulo. Um, I think Sweetwater is going to be making a beer soon, and I'm going to have to ship you some. Wow, is it going to be called the Brady or what? I think it's the new. I think it's the Patriots Ale is what they made. Sam Adams and Sweetwater made a bet on this game. Wait, so are, you, wait, are, you, are, you, are you serious? Are you serious? Yes, Sweetwater and Sam Adams made a bet that the losing team has to make. The other team, and I think it was the Dirty Bird Lager for Sam Adams, and then Patriots Ale for or Sweetwater. Wow, what is this Family Guy Patriot Ale? Let's go! Yeah, right. And um, if, so, off you know, the air, I'll have to get your address and send you some of those. Send you a twelve of that. Yeah, I, I, I would, I would greatly appreciate that. We'll send you, we'll send you a shirt. Um, and you know what? It has to hurt a little bit to see the Patriots flag flying over Town Hall in Atlanta. Because the Boston mayor oh, and, the Atlanta, and the Atlanta mayor also made that bet, and and wow, I mean, when it's when it's good, it's good, and for you guys, when it's bad, it's really fucking bad. Oh, God damn it! Yeah, I'm sorry. It's, it's tough. This is a tough one. It's just tough. I can't sit here and analyze it. Sorry, but it was, uh, Mikey, it was a Mikey, great game. Unfortunately, Mikey, it's gonna it's gonna be the worst thing, worst game that's ever happened in my career, and I went to Ole Miss with you, so I have a lot of those bad ones. Yep, and that's that's true. You and Beanac, um, you guys have a lot of self-reflecting to do. And dude, Mikey, honestly, dude, all bullshit aside, dude, love you, man. Appreciate the call, man. Appreciate you uh, being a fan of the program, brother. We'll talk to you soon, kid. Yeah, it's good talking to you guys. Thanks, Mikey. Mac, keep your head up, baby. Ah, uh, wow. so hard. You too, Mikey. And so, and I, I'll give a lot of credit to to Mikey and Bmac and the and the rest of my Atlanta boys because I have a lot of them. That this is this you'll never get over this one if we're being honest. But the fact that you guys, I mean, you guys are having a good. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not being a facetious asshole. You guys have a good attitude, and I hope for your sake, Atlanta gets there again someday. 
you know. So it is what it That's is. That's the dude. fucking thing, Zillow. Getting there. Yep. It means it, nothing. It means no- hey, dude. And here's here's my next hot take. Um, I'm gonna go to Murray, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna go to BMAC. How does Dan Quinn cope with this loss? He has been at the shit end of the stick against the Patriots um, two years now with two demoralizing losses. This was his chance to get out of the shadow of that disgusting play call by Pete Carroll. Um, and, and now he has an even worse defeat. And I don't think he can ever recover. Um, actually, BMAC, let's go to you first. Dan Quinn, how do you feel? What do you think he's thinking? So Dan Quinn, you you said it, you said it last week. You'd be laughing if I told you we were going to be in the Super Bowl this year. So he took no, a I team didn't... that was he did exactly what you're supposed to do, which is take a team of straight up raw talent, five rookies, and a couple of second year players. Our our entire defense is rookies and second year players are our best players. Um, and he took that defense and turned them into a Super Bowl defense, and Granted, it was with one of the best offenses of all times, and Kyle Shanahan um, played a huge part in that. The point you go to is that last loss Patriots, Dan Quinn was the D coordinator. He had nothing to do with that play call by Pete Carroll or, he was Carroll on, or whoever was there. But matter. he's on the field, so how do you come into this game and not learn anything? That is the biggest issue I take away. How do you come into this game and you're not ready to put them away. How is that possible? I know Shanahan has play calling duties, and he's done an incredible job all year long. But at some point, Shanahan calls a play. You look over, and you say, fuck that, run the ball. Yep. And, and so coping with this loss, I think, honestly, Dan Quinn is one of the most positive people I've ever seen in my life. I think he will have this team. I think he'll right the ship. I don't see a Super Bowl hangover like the Panthers just because we don't really have any, uh, we don't really have anybody leaving. I mean, everybody is so young I mean, that they're still on the team, and everybody signed through next year. And so, yeah, I mean, I think I mean, we still have the same group of players that can do it again. But I mean, this one is just—it's. I can't believe he did it again after losing the Patriots just two years ago. Making yep. a run like that, it's like I don't know. There's like some kind of like other factor that goes into making a Super Bowl run. And Atlanta got extremely hot in his playoffs, but you gotta admit there's like there's some intangible thing that goes on to a playoff run that's more than just the players and the coaches. Do you know what I mean? It was the, With, it was but, the it was I mean the whole mindset of the team was honestly up until. Nine minutes left in the third quarter was fucking a right. We have the best team in the world. We have the best team, and we have we play the best way. We put our foot on the gas and throttle people, no matter what the score is. And our defense, all they do, whether they give up yards or points or not, all they do is fly around and hit the shit out of you. That was the mindset, and it felt like a Super Bowl mindset, honestly. Yeah. Until you get to the last quarter and a half and overtime which was literally just uh, that was we haven't even talked about that this game went into overtime and that was just a foregone conclusion oh yeah Yeah. that the joke you made made me laugh yesterday about 
What what were the odds? Oh, what the uh, I mean, yeah, that coin toss. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they come onto the field, and after we just blew a twenty-five point lead, and they're like, you know, New England, you call it in the air. What do you call? And honestly, believe if he said fucking heads or tails, uh, fucking spaghetti. And they would have panned the camera down, and a plate of spaghetti would have been on the field. I mean, they were getting the ball. Tom Brady was getting the ball. He was walking on the field. Touchdown. Game over. He's the greatest. Everybody sucks his dick. Yep. And and I'll I'll be first in the dick suck line, um, because I want to be. And I took a deli number early. But here's the thing. So back to the original Dan Quinn part. No, no, no. I have I have a, I have one more take. Another point. Hit me. I I think, and this is a Falcons uh a. a I think the most overshadowed – I think the Super Bowl MVP could have been Grady Jarrett. Grady Jarrett played out of his mind that game. And it, he played – he had what, three, four sacks? He definitely – Three and a half sacks. Nobody three and a, has ever had more, more sacks than Grady Jarrett in the Super Bowl. He played out of his mind. And he hit Brady hard a couple times that he didn't sack him. So, I mean – I it's he played amazing and if if things were a little bit different I think he could have won this Super Bowl MVP of uh, Von Miller esque but God is good. Robert Alford is the redheaded stepchild on the Atlanta defense. Everybody has been shitting on him for years, and he had a pick six and jumped on the fumble from Legarrette Blunt. I mean, we had guys stepping up making plays until they didn't. Yeah, so it's it's a damn shame for you that you know. You know, in my because like with me and Murray, it's like, oh my God, you know, James White could have been the MVP, um, could have been, but the goat gets it by default, and it's 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 a sad day in Atlanta when it's all said and done. So before we get to our uh, hottest take of the night, let's go over to our last caller, uh, Ryan Woodard, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Sing my praises, brother. Come on down. What's going on, fellas? What's up, Woody? Man, how about that defensive line for both teams just kind of taking over the game and taking the run out of it, forcing it to the quarterback's hands? Wasn't that kind of the storyline and un- until it it changed to you know the great pass comeback? But is this no, the work of both defensive lines were incredible? Is, that your, is this your hot take last week, Woodard? I'm bringing it back because Vic Beasley, <laughs> he was who I called and he didn't perform for me. So now I'm just kind of transitioning from Vic to the other members of the defensive line. <laughs> I don't know who you guys are talking about, Jared or whatever, but Grady uh, Jared, Center, but a, he was an, amazing. Yes, and Woodard, I know you're a, a former defensive lineman yourself. Um, shout out to Paul Monon Bell, but the D line um, for both teams, like the D line for uh, Atlanta, played good all game, and the D line for the Pats really stepped it up in the second half. Um, I love the hot take for the uh, the D line. What do you think? I want to give you this question, Woodard. What's the biggest turning point in the game? One play, go. Man, I've heard it a couple times tonight, but it's got to be the miss block on Freeman. I mean, come on. If you make any contact with the guy at all, I mean, I mean, I mean, to lay a pinky on the guy, you give Matt Ryan a chance to get rid of it or do something. But he literally just lays the crap out of him, and and that was the, that, that's what turned it. I mean, that was, that was the play of the game. Woodard, who are you going for? Um, you know, I guess I was going for the Falcons because they were my pick on your all show, and that was really all that I had to go on. But 
as I said on the last week, Gronk's my favorite player, so I'm kind of happy with the result just so I could kind of see him with the parade. I mean, that was all worth it. Yeah, and I mean, in, in as, a, as a non-biased partisan like you are, I mean, you can only root for a good game, and you saw the best That's game. That's what I got. You saw the best game that's ever been played in Super Bowl history. You saw the best quarterback, the best football player ever to play the game, step up, win his fifth ring, and cement himself as a GOAT. Hats off to you, Woodard. You were part of history. <laughs> that's right. I just wish I could have seen Vic Beasley not Butterfinger lay in the end zone. He could have made my, my prediction come true if he would have just caught the ball to him in the face. Yeah. BMAC, go to you, buddy. BMAC's mic has gone out, so I'm going to keep it going here. Um, Woodard, that Beasley uh, – so that Beasley throw, – that throw in the end zone – I I don't like that throw. Like what are they, like the pass? I hate that play. Like run. It's first and goal on the two. Would stop throwing the ball. I mean, okay, it's don't do it. Second of all, that wasn't an easy pick. Third of all, even if he you're right, it wasn't it, an easy pick, but it was a great break on the ball, and he had an opportunity to change the game. I mean, the game was over at that point. First and goal at the two, and I agree with you. They make a bonehead decision to try to throw the ball. It makes a great play on it. And, I mean that that's an opportunity to change to change it and he you know he failed to do that and if he if he makes that catch it's i mean they're on a 20 they have they, they have to score a field goal to win it so yeah that's another that's another huge class overlooked brian what do you think dude i mean uh brian's mic's still out it's kind of like you know, it's kind of like atlanta they're all their faces out they're pathetic um but yeah i i, I agree with you dude that Championships are made off plays like that. You got to make a play, and Beasley didn't make a play. No, he didn't. But like you said, I think they were trying to give, trying to get cute, trying to give Brady another touchdown, trying to kind of boost him as MVP, and instead of just giving Big Blunt the ball and then around the middle. So yeah, I agree. I agree, Woodard. And um, you know, it's I'm not gonna lie, dude. I, I have never been happy, happier, whatever in my life. That game. Like I, like I said on my Facebook status, the Pats are the best. Tom's the best. I'm the best. There's never, I mean, is there any dispute whether that Tom Brady is hands down the best athlete, quarterback, football player ever to play the game? Did you say best athlete or best quarterback to ever play? I'm I said all of that it. Out. Said all of it. I mean, I can't disagree with you. That's five championships as a quarterback and. You know, there was some discussion earlier who's better, Jordan and him or whatever. But the fact that he can dictate the game as one of, let's say, 22 players on the field to go five championships is just incredible. The results speak to themselves. It is. It's it's simply incredible, and it's it's something to watch. It's I've watched the game seven times, and I'll I'll watch another seven before the week's over. Um, Woodard, dude, love you, brother. Love love uh, love you calling him, man. Uh, had some good hot takes. Last week and this week, dude. Uh, hope all is well, man. We'll get down to Tulsa. We'll see you soon. Hi, man. Appreciate having me on. Hell yeah. So with that being said, um, it seems like our audio for Murray and BMAC has gone out. Um, if Ben, we want to hop on here and um, close this out. Hey, well. What's up, dude? So, yeah, um, this this is actually perfect. I get my monologue at the end of the show. Let's just run through the facts real quick. Brian, you listen to this because this is all you'll hear. I'm not going to bring it up again. Down 25 points with two minutes to go in the um, in the game. 
99.7% chance of winning the game. Tom Brady and the Patriots do the unfathomable, and they fucking win Super Bowl 51 in the best game I've ever seen. And New England is is fucking hype. Murray, the Pats fanatics, we are all on cloud infinity for the rest of, of time. And it doesn't stop here. We're going to come back next year, and we're going to fucking win it again. And we're going to recreate the, the dynasty. And this train ain't stopping for a while. It ain't stopping until Minnesota 2017 slash 2018. How you feeling, BBD? I mean, it doesn't look like it's going to stop. Who knows? I mean, Tom might get <clears throat> two more. That's, that's, that's what I'm predicting. But and, and, that, and not only did I predict the exact score of this game on our last podcast, I also said Tom would win this one and then get two more. You did. So, I mean, it's trending in the right direction. Um, besides Tom, the Pats have a pretty young team, so I don't see why they can't get a couple more. Yeah, I mean, and it's and Tom is playing like he's 25 years old. He ha- he hasn't looked this good since 07. Um, and it's it's unreal. Tom BMAC just chirped in and said Tom is younger than he is. And yes, BMAC, um, I think as a as a hash sports fan, we we all feel bad for you, but at the same time, it's fun to dance on your grave because you can't beat me, Brian, and you can't talk right now to defend yourself. So just look, look at your face, listen to you, hear my voice. Let it sink in. This game will haunt you for the rest of your life. Sounds of silence is true. I love you, brother. And, um, and that's going to wrap it up here at Hashboards for our super – oh, Brian keeps chirping in. Hello, darkness, my old friend. It's, Brian, put the gun down. Brian, put the gun down. Jesus Christ, I think we lost Brian. Um, so we're one member of the Hash family short. Um, we'll have Murray fill in for BMAC uh, next week because I think Brian's roommate is scraping up his brains off the floor. So, so we, we will be looking for new talent here shortly. We will. We will. So um, let me just conclude tonight's session saying we are the champions, the champions, my friend. And we'll keep on fighting until Super Bowl 52 and beyond. Love you, VMAC. Atlanta fans, you know my heart goes out to you. But I've been there, but not as bad as this, obviously. So sleep easy, my friend. Um, And we'll catch you on the flip side, brother. I mean, that's all the job tonight. 16 wins, too. 16 wins. That'll that'll go a long way. We got a lot of work to do. Look, every game gets tougher. We know next one's going to be harder, but we'll be ready to go. All right? Set all the jobs off. Let's just do what we got to do. Get ready to go next week. We know what it's going to take. All right? All right, good work, man. That's a nice job. Fellas, these moments, man, we can't take them for granted. You know, my favorite ring is.
That was sick. Huddle up for the big game with amazing deals on game day favorites at Safeway. Serve up a winning spread everyone will cheer about. Stop in and score big savings with your club card like tender, juicy USDA choice beef New York strip steak bone in, just $4.77 a pound. And ripe Haas avocados, two for $1. Plus, pick up beverage favorites like 12-pack Coke, Pepsi, or 7-Up, four for $9.88 when you buy four. Fresher favorites, sweeter deals, better parties. Safeway, it's just better. 